welcome to this week's episode of Behind the Bear. I'm your host, Rip Ripley, as always, joined in studio today by our co-host, Tom O'Hare. How are you doing, Coach? Doing good. St. Patrick's Day. Y'all can't see, but Coach Ripley in his green yeah. top there. Yeah. I got some green beads on I got from the parade last Saturday. So, so. But when your name's O'Hare, you don't have to pretend to be Irish. You just are. Yeah, everybody so. kind of knows this is this is kind of your holiday. I mean, um, here at St. Patty's Day here at the school. So yeah, I got you know I got the kids at home, get, making sure I wore my greens, so right. I put my green shirt on, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, had the big daddy daughter dance up here last yes, night. That was I, a lot of fun. I, I, um, my little granddaughter said it was fun. Yeah. So I'm assuming you were you part of I that was, as well. I was with both of mine. Oh, really? Yeah, Bo and so Owens. So it wasn't just first graders. No, no, it was oh, the whole. Okay. Of, Preschool three through fifth grade, uh, PTO put that on. My my youngest Bo told me that the best part of the night was when she was walking around with Owens and not with me. So that was really <laughs> yeah, great, encouraging nice words from a four year old. Uh, but no, it was a good time. Danced a little bit, had some fun uh, with them. But but we're gonna jump right into our athletic stuff. Had a had a busy week last week, kind of a weird week uh, where we had some some a lot of games, although not a lot of region games uh, to speak of. But we're actually start last weekend with the Sporting Clays. Uh, skeet and Trap Championships. Uh, the Wilson Hall Shotgun Team was in the Skeet and Championship Series. And so we mentioned before in, in shooting sports, there's three disciplines. There's Skeet, there's Trap, and there's Sporting Clays. And my understanding is Skeet is aerial, Trap is more low, uh, mm-hmm. so they're like low clays, and then Sporting Clays is a combination of the two. And we have some really talented uh, older kids that are on our team this year. Uh, we mentioned earlier on the podcast that James Hyatt and Weathers Blankenship and David Texas Artist uh, won the Skiza Trap Championship a few weeks ago. Uh, James and Ann Weathers both were uh, uh, recognized as the high overall winners for boys and girls. Uh, and so they received that trophy this past weekend. And then James Ann Weathers and Eddie Donald uh, teamed up to get the runner-up trophy uh, for the Skiza Skeet State Championship. Um, so, so congratulations to those kids. Uh, obviously exciting. Uh, get their banner on the wall there for the Sporting Clays. We've had quite a few of those in recent years. I was going to say, I, that's a relatively new Skiza uh, activity sport, but we've piled up a few uh, awards the mm-hmm. last few years. Yeah, you know, when I was in Orangeburg, before coming here, I, it was pretty big there. Uh, we had a guy, Boo Gray, was the coach there. He's still active um, with the DNR and Youth Shooting Foundation, uh, Federation Foundation. Um, and they, uh, but they, they were pretty big at OP on it as well. Now, I think then it was just sporting clays. And since then, Skiza has evolved to have all three disciplines you can compete in. Um, and they give, they do award champions in all three. So you're saying DNR is a big sponsor of this? They are. So, so I guess it's a safety thing. Absolutely. Is that yeah, it, it's a big and, – and, and even within the sport, uh, you know, Sporting Clays is one that, that has a lot of coaches, quote-unquote. Right. Now, a lot of them are parents, but you have to go through a pretty strenuous uh, uh, certification process uh, to get – to be a coach in sporting clays because there are obviously, I mean, you're shooting live rounds. Right. So there are a lot of safety thoughts and concerns that go into that. Uh, but yeah, SCDNR is involved as well as there's, it's called SCYSF, South Carolina Youth Shooting is their foundation or federation. I'm sorry, not sure which one. Um, and so the, the hard part from a school standpoint is that there are times where there's a shoot and it's not necessarily a skiza shoot. Right. And so you have kids who can compete on a club team, feather, I think it's called Feathery Horn is the one that's local here that's really big. And they, um, they're, they're shooting all together still, but it's not technically with Wilson Hall. It'd be kind of like, you know, having an AU basketball 
tournament in the middle of your basketball season right. where a bunch of guys are playing together for the you know next level whatever basketball team, but they're not. It's not Wilson Hall, and so that's one of the hard uh, determinations. But Skiza now does award the state championships, and so that's a big part. Uh, that that's been kind of recent years, and so that's that's what we recognize in the school is the Skiza championships. So we've had kids have gone on. I know Ann Weathers won. Uh, her brother um, Matthew. Uh, Matthew when he right. was here. <clears throat> they have all. They have both competed at a national level uh, with this. They've gone on to the national level and competed at, at U.S. Open uh, shooting and things like that. And so it's a really cool sport uh, to get involved with. Uh, and then this year they also do what was called the Governor's Cup. So the Governor's Cup was put on um, by the DNR, where they kind of take different legs, different events throughout the year and track it. Um, and we finished second in that, which is pretty cool. They finished second, and that was a combination of club teams and school teams. We were second in all that. And, you know, you, I didn't know DNR was involved, but I, I'm, I'm saying something I'm not 100% certain, but have you heard the on the sports talk with Phil Kornblut when uh, the guy from DNR comes on once a week, Billy Downer? Yes. I believe that Billy is a Wilson Hall graduate. I believe that's correct. His daughter yeah. went to Lawrence Manning. Right. Um, core, softball core, yeah, player, softball right? player, volleyball player, yep. Uh, but, yeah, and he, he is involved with some of that. We've actually had him uh, come before and do stuff with our um, middle school. Okay. Uh, with some of our voter I, safety and things like that. I saw him in Mr. Hill's classroom mm-hmm. not, well, a few years ago. Yeah. And, and I recognized the voice. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Hill, if I remember correct, was telling me he was one of his students. And yeah. he is way up there in the DNR right yeah. now. You hear him. On, on the radio every week. So I imagine he's behind some of that as well. Yeah. Getting it organized and getting the skis of schools involved. Well, that's good. Yeah. And like you said, we, we, we've gained, we've won a lot of those trophies yeah. the last few years. Absolutely. Now I have to ask now, are there younger kids involved? There are. Okay. There are. Yeah. They have, and so one of the things with it that, that also is a little bit confusing at times is they have, you know, varsity and JV, but it's not quite your traditional varsity JV like right. it would be. Like, it kind of depends week to week who can go, who's on the A team, B team, varsity JV type concept. But we do have a lot of younger ones that are involved as well. Well, do they have some more coming up? Or they is do. That, okay. uh, I believe they have, they have another shoot, I believe, in April, I think is their last is their last big one. So so how um, do they practice? Do they go out to one of these they ranges? They go, so or? I think on base, uh, they oh, have a they? place to, to practice. And then there's also, like, a I bet you there's a club, a local club, right. uh, that has some stuff that they can practice there as okay. well. Uh, they're not practicing on campus, so that's <laughs> no. no, 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 not in the gym. No, they're no. not. We're not sharing gym space on that. I um, see the softball <laughs> team in that gym sometimes, not practicing, and I'm thinking, and soccer too. I'm thinking, yeah. one of these days, oh you know, yeah, this, but it probably is already happening. Oh, I'm sure. None of my business. Yep. Um, so then we're going to transition over to, to tennis, where uh, this year for tennis under under our new coach uh, Natalia Hartlew. Uh, they won yesterday against Canada Military, a big region win right. for the tennis team. And so this year we actually have a region for tennis. So us, Trinity, uh, Lawrence Manning, Canada Military. Um, I don't, I'm not sure that Lawrence Manning has a varsity team, but Camden and Trinity do. And so yesterday uh, she sent me her score sheet that had Ryan Griffin as our number two picking up a win, as well as Michael and Wilson Warwick. Uh, at the five, four and five spots, and those are two guys that are also, I believe, playing soccer. Right. And so, pretty cool for him to get a dual sport there. Alex Moot, our number six, and then um, it looks like at the end we've got uh, uh, Warwick and Moot, maybe one in um, in doubles as well. 
and so that was kind of the clinching match. It was like our number three doubles is what it came down to. And Cole Warwick and Alex Moot went, teamed up. Uh, younger Warwick, he's well, sixth grader. I didn't grader. know there was a younger Yeah, he's sixth grader, okay. yeah. So they teamed up to win the number three doubles, which ended up being the deciding match. So they lost to Pinewood 5-4 to four earlier this week. They also have a, a close loss to Ben Lippin recently as well. Now – do we know anything about Trinity Collegiate Tennis? They're pretty strong. Oh, so I think they're, they're pretty strong. Be yeah, I think that... I think they're kind of the favorite in the region. Okay. Uh, we have not played them yet, uh, but still a big region win there. And, and congratulations to Coach uh, on that because that's something that we have not been able to do in a while. Not having a region, uh, kind of exciting to get to compete for that again. Now you know the Warwick brothers. Uh, their mama, from what my wife tells me, Presley mm-hmm. is one of the best, you know, amateur tennis players in okay. Sumter right yeah. now. And you know who her brother is? Yeah, Coach McKeever, right? That's her brother-in-law. In-law, brother-in-law. Her brother is Cooper Wilson. Cooper Wilson, that's Cooper right. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that's right. Yeah. It always comes back. Yeah, but yeah. my wife claims that Presley can smack that tennis ball yeah. pretty good, which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. you know, the Wilson family uh, is pretty, pretty ta- athletic. Pretty athletic, yeah. Tall like her brother. Yeah, so she, right. I, It looks to me like... The taller you are in tennis, the better off you yeah, might be. Yeah, the longer you Kinda are. Like, yeah, yeah. And a lot of other a sports A lot of sports, well. unfortunately, yeah. that works. The, the sport for I short guys like us. Basketball, would you the, agree? The, the short guys like us are better off in here in a podcast studio, yeah. whereas the tall guys are out on the court. Oh. Now, now, hold on just a second. I'm not going to get you let you get away with that completely. There's a place for the little guy on the basketball <laughs> court. Those – those of us from Baltimore, Muggsy Bones. Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. The, the college fans will remember that guy who played with the tall seven-foot Tom Burleson and then David Thompson, Monty mm-hmm. Talto. Yeah. He was about five feet five. Yeah. But he was – little guys are often, you know, the Pistons that get – Oh, back, absolutely. Get, we saw that this year at our team with Jones and Shams. There you go. There Jones, you go. our little pit bull and, out there and for that, sure. And when, when I remember some of the guys came back with, with Coach Talley's players, James Durant mm-hmm. was your typical – not tall, but but you know kept everybody where there's oh, yeah. so many. So let let's <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, moving yeah, on, being five foot seven and always a want to be basketball player. Sure, in my life, yeah, <laughs> I take that personally. I hear you. My apologies. I, I redact. Um, it's a good thing my daughter's not in here. Oh, I know. I do. Yeah, I yeah. tell her all the time. Um, so moving on to golf teams. The golf team this week had a uh, experience over at Beach Tree. They played in the Magnolia Invitational, uh, which is a two-day, eighteen-hole event uh, that they play, hosted by Sumner High. We had four guys over there. I know Cody Payton um, shot an eighty the first day, which is a good round. Second day, as a team, kind of struggled a little bit, uh, but a good experience for a lot of guys that hadn't played in that type of environment before. And the best part is that directly correlates to what they'll see at the state meet. They'll play a two-day, 18-hole event, Monday, Tuesday, very similar situation. So great experience for them. And they turned around, had a region match yesterday over in Camden, uh, finishing third. Uh, Connor Hansen shot a 41, his best mark of the season uh, to lead the way. And then Cody with a 44. Um, it looks like uh, Young McLaren, Austin with a 48, Tucker Burnett with a 49, uh, Cooper Bennett, little sixth grader out there with a 52, and Sims Wadick. Uh, who's recently joined the team with a 56 at the number six spot. Yeah, that's a lot of new names uh, compared to the last couple of years. And I've read that story in the item about that tournament they were in and mm-hmm. some good individual conversations. But they seem to be coming on. Connor with that 41. Mm-hmm. I think Connor kind of just got involved mm-hmm. last year with golf and he has did. kind of embraced the sport, I'm sure – couple of the others are as well. So it yeah. seems like those guys are headed in the right direction. They are. A young team and not an experienced team, but showing the kind of progress yeah. uh, that, that is uh, a positive sign. Well, and, and I think, you know, with golf, 
as someone who tries to golf when I can, I mean, it's a very up and down sport, right? I mean, it's very, your scores are going to fluctuate. So, you know, uh, Cody saw that last week where he went out and shot 36 on Tuesday and then turned on Thursday, not quite the same, you know, different conditions, different course, didn't have quite the same success. And so, you know, golf, you look at that, those lower rounds, kind of figure out what you did right and then try to obviously repeat that motion as much as you can, like you in a lot of sports. Um, over on the softball diamond, I, th- I believe we had a couple wins this week um, over at Hartsville on big, Wednesday. A big, big win at Hartsville. Hartsville, I wasn't there, but Hartsville, one of the real traditional softball public school pow- uh, powers mm-hmm. of one recently won state championships. I know they had a pitcher uh, the last few years who played at the University of South Carolina. I actually okay. sold her brother my boat. That's how I got to know. But that's another story. So, yeah, it was a big win for the girls. You know, they, they've had to deal, like everybody else, but mm-hmm. Ellie Stone, her first mm-hmm. baseman, senior, number four hitter, missing a couple weeks, yeah. but expect to have her back. And there was someone else, I think, out of the lineup. I mm-hmm. can't remember. I know right Young Talon was sick last week. It was, is that Griffin? what it was? Yeah. Okay, maybe with the flu or something yeah. like that. But yeah, they've they've been hitting the ball. Yeah, um, I think their coach would prefer they clean up some of the mistakes they've been making in the field, mm-hmm. like every coach. Sure. Uh, but but there's still room for improvement. Yeah. And uh, and they haven't started their conference games mm-hmm. yet. They for everyone I imagine will start going full speed. Yeah. About time next week comes yeah. around. Uh, and uh, like everybody else, it seems well, got got a big one today over there. At Patriot Park against Ben Lippin, today mm-hmm. being Friday, mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think they're pleased with the way they're hitting the ball, but I think they want to clean some things up in the field. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and a veteran team like Coach Alexander has, we've talked a lot about um, just the challenges that come with that. I mean, sometimes right. you have a veteran team and you're able to win those games early because you're just the better team sometimes. Right. Um, but I, I know her and her staff are focused on, you know, playing the best version of softball that they can play. And so uh, that's kind of their goal heading into some of these big 4A matchups and skis, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over on the baseball diamond, had a busy week this week, although um, not, a lot of, not a lot of competition for us this week. We were able to take care of business pretty well. Uh, they played Canada Military and the Pack Homeschool Home and Away series. So we were able to beat Pack Homeschool twice. Um, I didn't ever get a score on last night's game. I was play Wednesday, got moved to Thursday. Um, and so I didn't ever get a score, but I know we did win on Thursday against Pack Homeschool. We beat Canada Military, which again is a region game now. Uh, we beat them on Tuesday, and then we host them this evening at 5 o'clock. Now, looking at the weather, which I've been monitoring all week, for, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Monitoring the weather, it looks like the rains are coming about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. So we have moved that start time up to 5 o'clock today. Uh, so 5 o'clock, first pitch, varsity only, JV doesn't play uh, against Canada Military. And so that will be their second region game uh, of the weekend of the season tonight. Now I saw, I think it was Canada Military, Ben Reynolds took mm-hmm. the mound and had a great outing. Mm-hmm. From what I saw 12 strikeouts, mm-hmm. one hit. and You know, I, I don't know if he is their so-called number one guy, but – when you get into postseason, into the playoffs, and in those key conference games which are coming up, it always helps to have that number one guy yeah. you put out on the mound that you know gives you a chance. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Ben's throwing that baseball pretty ben, good right You know, I know Ben's in that conversation. I think Jess Shredler, even though he's yes. a catcher, is also in that conversation. He's kind of taken the hill a couple times in some of the bigger games to start this season. I know against Carter Newman he played. I think he pitched a complete game against them. Uh, a game we ended up unfortunately coming up short. I think it was three to two on a right. late rally uh, by Carter Newman, but uh, I think he pitched a complete game there and, and did really well. So I think for Coach Jones, as we know, pitching in baseball, softball is wildly important. Yep. And so uh, we've got a few arms we can throw out there, which is good. But having that definition kind of starting to come up, where hey, here's a big game. 
you know, here's who our guy is, let's mm-hmm. go. And they're talking to baseball, too, specifically this week. Like I mentioned, we play Camden Tuesday and Friday. Next week, we play Lawrence Manning right. Tuesday and Friday. And, and the thought behind that mainly is pitching and, and is that you can't see that same ace over and over and over again. And I like the baseball coaches doing that. I don't mm-hmm. know where that idea came from. And that's a fundamental difference from softball. Softball pitchers, because of the way they throw the ball, they can pitch two or three games in yeah. one day. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, I'm Drake Ives, when she was on the mound mm-hmm. here, I remember when they beat Cardinal Newman the one year for the championship, well, she struck out 14 of the 21 <laughs> batters. Yeah. So that meant you only had to field seven yeah. balls, less, <laughs> less margin for error. Uh, but baseball, yeah, when you get into the, the week of the playoffs mm-hmm. and these conference games now, you got to have a couple different arms to throw out there. So pitching yeah. depth is certainly a factor. Softball, not so much, although I'm sure every softball coach would like to have another arm sure. they can lean on. Uh, but it, it's different in that regard when it yeah. comes to pitching. So Absolutely. I, you know, I have not been able to catch the baseball team yet because, you know, everything else going on yeah. between, you know, like today – I got a little granddaughter soccer at six, softball I want to catch, yeah. varsity softball. I want to go over and catch the soccer team mm-hmm. who might playing. be playing at the exact mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. I rode by, watched about three minutes of soccer the other day <laughs> yeah. from a distance, but I was leaving to go to somewhere. Yep. So, I, you know, it's hard to try to catch all oh, these things. Oh, it is. Can we not just have a rule, only one team every day? <laughs> I mean, if that so was the case, I can see yeah, just for them? the Tommy O rule. Yes. I don't know. We'll have to work on that with Coach Ratner. Um, see if we can put that into effect. I don't know if that go over too well with some of the coaches but, that want to play more than once a week. Well, <laughs> the good news is all these opportunities these kids are around here are getting mm-hmm. to get involved oh, and yeah. find their little niche for athletically. Sure. And like you said, some of them more than one way that mm-hmm. they're contributing to teams as well. Yeah. So so a lot going on, but oh, yeah. Mother Nature hopefully won't yeah, mess hopefully you up we'll, today. We'll, we'll, we'll comply. Uh, soccer team, like you just mentioned, playing tonight. They host Northwood Academy over at Patriot Park. Uh, picked up a big win on Tuesday against Florence Christian. Uh, again, with the new realignment, soccer, boys soccer uh, is getting to play in 3A, uh, similar to football. Right. And, and – um, Florence Christian now becomes a region game for them. And so we've always really played Florence Christian in soccer. That's been a, a common opponent over the years. But but getting to play them and get a big region win at their place, 4-2, to two, uh, was a big win for, for Coach Paul and his team. Yeah, I, I remember there was not too long ago, uh, it was us and Florence Christian always competing for mm-hmm. the conference championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat us a time or two, but we beat them a time or two. I, I hope we beat them more than a time <laughs> or two. But what, it's funny, when you mentioned the first thing that came to my mind when you said at Florence Christian, they used to play on a field which was surrounded by a track. You know, they built a new athletic mm-hmm. facility. That football field, I remember all the soccer, it had the biggest crown. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it, it's still yeah. like that, but it was tricky because – when you're a coach on one sideline, and if you're not real tall, sometimes the ball be on the other side of the field. You couldn't see the ball. Really? So I couldn't argue if it went out of bounds or yeah, not. Yeah. I couldn't even see. So, so I'm sure the referees were glad at yeah, it. Yeah. I remember some really great soccer games over there against Florence Christian. Mm-hmm. Florence is a good soccer town. Kind of like yeah. Sumter. It's not the Charleston, yeah. Columbia, you know, uh, kind of club strong mm-hmm. areas. But got, got some guys involved, and uh, I guess, you know, We'll see Florence Christian here again, right? We will. And that will be a big match, be a big I'm sure. Match, yeah. Now, have we seen PD in soccer yet? We have not. We will play them. You know, I was surprised because they're relatively new at the school playing down there. And I watched them play up here, I don't know how many years ago. They were better than I expected. Mm-hmm. In fact, Coach Mrs. Talley's uh, mm-hmm. nephew yeah. 
was their what you would call sweeper, the, mm -hmm. the final defender back there. And I was impressed at how good PD Academy was at that time. Yeah. They had some athletes on that football oh, team. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and it – you can be an athlete and contribute to a soccer team in some spots on the field. We, we always had to do that here. So uh, looking good for the soccer team, but yeah. they, like everybody else, still have a lot of unfinished work and unknown yeah. moments down the road. So we'll see how that transpires. Yeah, and, you know, so, so some of the teams you'll hear kind of similar to football. Uh, you've got Pinewood, Northwood, mm -hmm. First Baptist out of Charleston. You've got the Hilton Head Schools, Hilton Head Prep, Hilton and they, Head Christian, they have been John strong Paul. In soccer. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one that we don't see in football is the Spartanburg region. So right. Spartanburg Christian, Spartanburg Day, Oak Brook Prep, who don't have football, or if they do have football, they're a lower level. Uh, but we see them in in um, in soccer. Right. Like said. And, and I there are some strong clubs in the upstate. The mm -hmm. Greenville Spartanburg area has some. I don't know if that transfers over to those kids being part of the Spartanburg. Yeah schools soccer mm -hmm. teams but i would be surprised if they don't play a, a quality soccer sure. as well up there and but we don't see those guys during the regular season we really won't i mean and, I, and i'm simply saying i know spartanburg christian i believe is 2a in soccer because okay. it follows football but the day school in oakbrook i don't believe have football one of them has oakbrook been might historically have football. Yeah. good Oh, it's soccer, soccer, yeah. Because um, they've won a couple championships mm -hmm. the last few years. I can't say I know exactly, but yeah. uh, they, they play some pretty good soccer up there. So Yeah, well, I'll have to look at that and see what the reminds, what classification they are. It really are. reminds me of football because you yeah. know going into football, those final four teams, mm -hmm. it was wide open. Wide open, absolutely. And, and what happened, we lost almost in the last yeah, to Florence. moment to Florence Christian, lost who lost in overtime to mm -hmm. PD. And so that 3A soccer, I think, We'll be fortunately, it's going to be so. Unfortunately, we are going to hopefully continue be in to the be mix. one yeah. of those. In no, the I mix. think I think so. Talking to some of the guys, I think that's definitely you know kind of where their head is. And you know, Pinewood Prep. I mean, like we mentioned, we didn't get the win against them last week, but I think gained some confidence mm -hmm. uh, in, in being able to play with them, right. uh, which was really good. So we weren't you know we went to their place. It was a little bit bigger victory for them. They came back to our place, took it to PKs, and so that was a good um, a good change for Coach Bartlett to see that growth in, in a short period of time. And now it's all right. Now what do we do between now and the season to put us in a spot to, to beat them, hopefully, in the playoffs. And like any other sport, you're fighting to get that home field advantage in the Absolutely. playoffs, which, you know, is, is big in soccer, yeah. like, like we said, basketball and football and whatever sport you might think of. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then we'll wrap it up real quick with track and field. Um, <clears throat> had a big home meet on Wednesday. We had 10 schools that attended uh, and had some good marks. We finally got our region, uh, our state qualifying standards on Wednesday. And so I'm going to, I actually haven't had time to go through and, and mark all of our kids who have qualified already. Uh, but we have a good number uh, of qualifiers already. Had a good meet on Wednesday, a lot of successes, um, a lot of PRs, which is the coach, what our goal is going forward. Uh, we go to Orangeburg Prep on tomorrow, today's Friday, so tomorrow on Saturday, to the Melikew Mets Invitational, which is a meet that's kind of co-hosted by us and OP. Brooke Smith, okay. the head coach at OP, and I um, have gotten together We've wanted to do it for a few years. COVID hit, and then last year we did it for the first time. This year it's grown a little bit. I think we've got about 12 or 13 schools that are attending um, and kind of sets up like the state meet will set up. And so the reason we like this, they'll do like the field events in the morning with the 3,200 and then the running events in the afternoon. So it's set, it gives the kids that feel of what it will be like at state versus just an afternoon meet that you normally run during the week. Now, I've been down to Orangeburg for a track meet in a long time they don't still have a dirt track, do they? No, no, no. They okay. have a rubber track. Is yeah. There, are there any dirt tracks no, no, left? No, no, not really. So no, I'm, I'm, I mean, there might be some practice facilities I, around town somewhere, but no. Uh, you know, I always 
thought it was interesting that all of a sudden you're you're on a dirt track. I thought yeah. it was good for the distance runners. Mm-hmm. Probably not good for the sprinters. No, no, not great for sprinters. Um, but yeah, so it'll be good competition. And like I said, it sets up like state. And we just found out this week as well that state. So who determines those standards for state? So uh, the ski's office does. Okay. And so we've had years where there's a committee that, that I've been lucky to be a right. part of. Um, that he will lean on and say, hey, you know, what do y'all think? And and Coach Larry Sally at Portugal, Brooke Smith at OP. Right. Um, the co- one of the coaches in the upstate usually involved from Spartanburg Christian. And you have to do that so you don't get overwhelmed by participants Correct. at the state. And, and right? we're, I, I will say, like this year, uh, we didn't change a lot of standards from last year this year. Not many of them changed. And we're looking at some of the events that we do see growing. Uh, like, for instance, the girls' distance events especially, we see a lot of qualifiers right. right now. And so that's where we would go in as a group and kind of give recommendations to skis and say, hey, you know, last year we had 24 girls qualify yeah. for chain to two-mile. You know, only two of them were seniors. We probably need to tighten this up a little bit and make this a little bit tougher. And so, you know, we look at, you know, we look at previous year's results, uh, graduation rate, things like that, and um, and, and come up with a sound decision that – you know, will not prevent anyone who has a legitimate chance of doing well at the state track meet from actually being there, which is what you have to do. Yeah, correct. Um, now, now you, we also had a signing. We did. We had a signing. Boykin Wilder signed for track and field with the Citadel right. uh, yesterday. It was really exciting. Really excited for him. You know, he's he's a young man that that's played a lot of stuff here at Wilson Hall mm-hmm. and done a lot for us. And um, you know, he you know track and field was just kind of a, a door that opened for him. He wanted to go to the Citadel. He knew he wanted to go to the Citadel. He's excited about that experience. And, and getting to run track and field, joining former teammate Tate Sistar, uh, who's down there right now, the Citadel, who's jumping. Um, I did not know that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, he's jumping did, this year. Did, did he jump for you, obviously? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, he you did. You know, uh, not too – well, maybe longer ago than I think, Preston Kite, mm-hmm. who played soccer, football, mm-hmm. basketball here, went down to Citadel and was a jumper for them mm-hmm. and did well. His brother, Brendan, yeah, uh, because they didn't have soccer, he held for a while – a couple, well, it's cross country records, okay. yeah. but he was a member of. So, so we've had several oh, Wilson yeah. Hall kids go down there, not just track either, as you sure. know, baseball, oh, yeah, sure. football. Yeah, strong connection there in the Citadel. Um, yeah, and I think we counted up yesterday. I believe that Boykin next year, um, we I think we have four or five current athletes in track and field at collegiate level, and we'll be adding at least three more next year. We actually have a couple others that are still – Can I put um, you on the spot and name them? Because people um, don't realize for sure, how yeah. hard so, it is to – So Kayla Porter. Uh, Kayla Porter's at College of Charleston, still right. running. She's in her senior year. Uh, Storm Owens is at, is at Wofford. She's a multi-event athlete. She throws mostly. Um, you've got Vivian uh, Bryant over at Erskine, right. uh, who's running cross country. You have Tate at the Citadel, who is jumping, uh, and then you've got Connor Jordan and Boykin, who are joining this year. Zuri Anderson also uh, up at Wingate is I didn't running. Know. He's yes, running. Sir. I didn't know. Um, he, he signed there. I'm not sure this year he hadn't. Uh, I no, talked he, to him the day he graduated last. He graduated year. last okay. year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I talked to him the other day, and he was. Um, I'm not sure if he's still still doing it, but he did sign a commit to go run there. Um, so yeah, we've got at least eight. And and I, I I hope I didn't forget anybody. If I did, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, but, I, but he put me a spot. I did. I and know. It's almost impossible. Uh, yeah. It's it's you always forget. Um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, what about this person? What about that person? Yeah, and I was like, oh, they graduated from college about five yeah, yeah. years ago. So, so it's been a continuous stream. Yes, it has. Of yeah, the last the last few years, we've really had quite a few that have done it, and and a few others that um, have have. 
had the opportunities to do it, but mm-hmm. have chosen not to. That right. happened. Um, another one, who, a kind of a unique one, is Andrea. I don't know if you remember Andrea. She was a foreign exchange student that came to us as a sophomore the COVID yes, year. Yes, she did hurling. She did right? hurling. She was and a phenomenal hurler. French because I used to have oh, yeah. French conversations. <laughs> yeah, she her. is actually, she's at Murray State. She's running as well. So she's another one that came, uh, not directly from our program. She now, went back home for Was her. she able to compete for you or was she, there? One a, meet. We had her for one meet and then COVID hit. No, oh, so, oh yeah. she was the COVID. She was the COVID year, yeah. So, I had heard some impressive. She was she was going to be really good, yeah. Oh, I thought maybe it was because, you know, foreign exchange students sometimes are not eligible. She was young enough. Uh, so the rule is that you have to be sophomore or younger I got you. uh, to compete uh, in, in activities. She was a sophomore, so she was young enough to compete. Um, but, yeah, we had it for the one meet at Porter Gout, and that was unfortunately it. So, uh, But, yeah, I mean, right there we named nine that, that are current, uh, that were former Wilson Hall track and field athletes that are currently competing. So pretty cool, um, you know, for that. You know, our program can see that growth. Right. And, 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 again, we're hoping we've got a couple others that I think are still options right now. I know we've, I'm not going to say any names. We've got at least three right now that I think are still possibly making a decision, which is pretty cool. And I'll say this. When you do compete in athletics in college and high school, it does bring with it a level of discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so it, it's hard. It's a full-time job. It's yeah. much harder at most college levels. But I do think in the end, if you do participate in it, it could end up being beneficial to mm-hmm. your overall collegiate yeah. success. Not that everybody needs that discipline when you go off to college, mm-hmm. but most of us do. Yeah, you know, for for obvious reasons. For sure. so, so good for them. Absolutely. So like I said we had the Melky Mets uh, done in Orangeburg tomorrow. Uh, we have a home meet on Monday next week. So next week, kind of a funky week home for athletics. A, a home track um, meet on a Monday? On a Monday because we have uh, LMA baseball Tuesday, Friday. So I didn't want to compete with that. Right. And Wednesday, Thursday next week is the big Shrek Junior performance. Yes. I'm going to give Mr. Cruz a shout-out. I'm going to give Mr. Cruz a shout-out real quick. And um, and he's going to uh, – they had that play on Wednesday and Thursday night of next week. So you better get your tickets. I understand I they sell be, out. I think it's going to be a pretty packed house. We're having it in the gym. Uh, but so we're trying to minimize our athletic uh, footprint on those days. It kind of encouraged me to go support our arts program uh, and Coach Creed. They've been in there. They've been working hard. Uh, they've been working pretty hard in recent weeks. So um, we're excited to see that. So so a little broken up next week. But we do still have some events going on, and we'll definitely be back next week and talk about those, recap those a little bit. Uh, like I said, big week with baseball, uh, Lawrence Manning, and, and, and some other events going on. So uh, if you're around, check the Wilson Hall calendar. Spring sports is kind of crazy, right? Weather, like you oh, mentioned, boy. changes things. And so we always encourage to look at the Wilson Hall website to find the latest schedule. Then you get spring events. break. Mm-hmm. You got the Skeezer State Student Convention. Yeah. We have our junior retreat. Yep, that is in two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks. Yeah. I'm glad you're the one who has to worry about yeah. all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So to definitely encourage to check the website and make sure you're in the loop of all of our games. Uh, but we're wrapping up for today. We appreciate y'all listening to our loyal listeners out there. We appreciate you. And uh, until next week, go Bears.